Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman alongside my co-host, Pete Robertson. How are you today, Pete? What's up, my brother? You are uh, you don't look like you're in the studio. Where are you, brother? I know. I keep looking to my right, and you're not there. It's so strange. I know. It is I weird. So I'm going to be looking actually at the screen today instead of over at you. I, probably. Christine <laughs> will probably be happy. Our, you know, the sound will be better. We'll be facing our microphones and all that good stuff. I am away on a, on a work trip. Got uh, my, my company's convention this week. Going oh, to exciting. some meetings um, out on the West Coast. And I got up nice and early, got dressed up for you. So um, Yeah, you look so really good. I love that shirt. Thanks, brother. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice. It's, it's comfortable. And uh, I think it looks good. And uh, man, I'm just excited about today's show, Pete. This is yeah. we're going to do something a little different today. Um, yeah. In in that, I think this might be the first time that we've had two guests at the same time. Wow! And I, and I, is it? And I know, and I know it's the yeah. first time that I wasn't that I haven't been in studio for the recording. So that's kind of man. We got lots of stuff moving today, so it's going to yeah. be exciting. Um, I just hope you know our listeners should have a have a good <laughs> good experience. We're going to have a lot of fun today, and but more importantly, Pete, we're going to learn some really. Uh, just man, just a really cool process. Something called something. I'm going to give a little sneak peek. Something called natural discipline, uh, discipleship. Nice. Natural yeah. discipleship, and uh, really excited about uh, what our guests are going to share with us today. Yeah, and I'm excited too because I mean it, we're going to walk through this this program called natural discipleship, and our guests are going to be able to speak into this and the, how the fruit of God is actually moving in it. But we're going to give somebody opportunities if they listen to this at the very end of the show. We're going to give them a way that if they want to be discipled in this natural discipleship, they're going to be able to contact us, reach out to us, and we're going to connect them di- uh, uh, directly with our guests today, and they can walk through that. And if they're a church, they can reach out to us and we're going to be able to get them a PDF copy of this and then kind of share with them how the natural discipleship works. So it's, it is, it's exciting. The, the spirit of God is upon this. We're going to talk about this. Uh, I just can't wait for the world to hear it. And, and so without further ado, let's go ahead and just introduce our guests. And so I have uh, two, two gentlemen. Uh, one of them is from, from Orlando, Florida, and the other one is going to be coming from us from Sierra Leone, Africa. But first, Joffrey Harris, he's he's the gentleman that brought this to me. And uh, he kind of, as we first talked about it, my eyes were kind of open, but you know, the spirit wasn't moving yet in my heart. And over time, as he started sharing, God really started opening up things inside of me. And, and I was able to see the big picture and how this material and how God is working in this. Uh, and, and I mean, it's fulfilling the Great Commission times 10. And so I can't wait. But Joffrey is an international coach to pastors and Christian leaders. He enjoys coaching relationships across 11 time zones and in 23 countries. Just try to imagine that. So Joffrey is a is a, is a teacher of pastors and Christian leaders, and he's he, relate, he has 11 time zones in 23 countries. So Joffrey, speak to that. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great, great to be with you today. I'm uh, excited about being here because of what God is doing in my life. I'm I'm uh, 76 years old, and I have seen more spiritual fruit in the last three and a half years than in my whole life. And uh, a lot of people, you know, you 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 dream about something and you think it's going to happen all through your life, but he, in my case, he chose to wait. Till, till I was an old man, but I am, I am totally stoked about this because God is do, uh, fulfilling a dream in my heart. As a young man, I wanted to, uh, to follow Jesus, learn to follow Jesus. I accepted him when I was seven years old, is 21 before I really understood how to, how to seriously follow him. And uh, all these years, I've been passionate about following him and learning about discipleship, but never did experience true multiplication in my personal ministry until I met uh, our other guest today, Kasim Kabia. You know, it, it, I'm going to have you introduce Kasim here in a second, but 
it's you were on our show a while back and we did a show just on discipleship but we didn't really talk too much about natural discipleship so that's why i'm excited i mean so we've known each other a little bit um but i just can't wait so go ahead and introduce kasim today and and let's have him talk a little bit but yeah that's exciting uh yeah, joffrey yeah natural discipleship uh, started about the same time i met kasim hmm. at least in the form that we're using it now in terms of spiritual multiplication and growth and that kind of thing uh kasim uh got in touch with me on social media and um he I'll let him kind of share his perspective on that, but I was excited because he was interested in having a coach, and I had never coached anyone in outside of the U.S. before, so I said, "Sure, let's do it." I had no clue how it was going to work because we were we were texting back and forth on Facebook Messenger, and um, so we. I said we began to text back and forth, and we just started, and we and I'll let him share kind of there from there how he received it. All right, Kasim, where where are you located? What's going on with you? Welcome. Yes, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank God and thank you for hosting this wonderful program. Yeah, I'm currently in Freetown, the capital city of Sierra Leone, and. Uh, like he said, um, uh, currently involved in, in discipleship work. Uh, like he said, there was a time uh, I was the uh, missionary coordinator in my church, uh, leading a lot of people going on missions, but definitely I don't know what is uh, evangelism and I don't know what is uh, discipleship. So like I started shouting on the internet to get somebody who can take me through uh, steps that I will know so that I'll also impact those I'm leading. So I was fortunate uh, to meet uh, Jeffrey uh, on his page. He said he's a coach. So I said, oh, maybe this is the coach I need. So like uh, I left a message. He responded that he's interested in coaching me. So like that was how uh, we ignited the movement. And so now, I uh, thank God for what God has done in my personal life and the life of those that I'm leading and in Sierra Leone and even in, West, in Africa because through uh, connecting him, uh, we have uh, over 20 countries in Africa that are going through natural discipleship. So like, I really appreciate God for his, for his life. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get more into that. Um, Bob, why don't you go ahead and just set us up, just kind of give us an overview of what we're going to talk about. Kasim, we're going to dive deeply into what you just said, um, but kind of go give us a brief overview and let's just have them talk a little bit more, but go for it. Yeah, that's great. So Steve Harris said that there's a great need for Christian ministry resources that will equip followers of Christ to share their faith and make disciples in a natural, relational conversational in a personal way. The most effective kind of evangelism and discipleship is personal. It says in Proverbs 25, the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. The best way to draw out a person's heart is by asking good questions. There's a great need for Christian ministry resources that are not just presentations, but guided conversations allowing the participants to share their values and life experiences as discussions unfold. There is a need to find an approach that facilitates the opportunity to share your story, my story, and his story. We need to have a way to share face-to-face -face over a cup of coffee or lunch at a restaurant or at a Zoom call. And today, Pete, we're going to get to talk about one of those ways with natural discipleship. I can't wait. And so with natural discipleship is a is a program or is a platform that is a very easy, fluid way of sharing God's truth, the foundational piece of building relationship with somebody, but then walking them through 
all the questions that they might have in in their relationship with Jesus. It helps open them. It gives them, uh, so when they're done with this platform, when they're done with natural discipleship, we can be assured that they have the key ingredients they need to be able to start and build on their walk with Christ. And so that's kind of the natural discipleship uh, that we're going to be talking about. And again, uh, after we're done talking about this, there's there's going to be more information that we'll give you. If you want to be discipled and go through this, we'll, we'll be able to uh, give you that information. So stay tuned to the very end, and we'll be able to, to reach out and help you out. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk. So, uh, Kasim, we're going to go with you. So, so Joffrey starts, he puts something out and says that, hey, he's a coach. Joffrey has a heart to disciple pastors. He calls it top down. He wants to be able to talk, uh, talk with pastors and then the pastors go ahead and talk with the people and then he can reach villages and so forth. So you said a number that just blown my, blown my mind and Joffrey said a number that blow my mind. So right now, and I don't know what the measures are, but the purpose of this natural discipleship is once you start discipling somebody, the prerequisite with that is they need to be recycling somebody else. And, and the person doesn't need to know anything really about, they could be a brand new Christian having no idea, but they have a heart to want to learn about Jesus. They can start walking through somebody after this next, the first or second step, and they then can just teach those people exactly what you're sharing with them, Kasim. And then from there, it multiplies to another and another and another and just do the math. And that is exactly what God was telling us, that we are to go into the world and to decide people, that we are to make disciples into our Judea, Samaria, to ends of the earth. We are to be fishers of men and not fishers of other things, but the fish, the, the people that God has called to us. So go ahead and share this dynamic. So you said something, there's 20 countries or 20 different c- countries or something. Speak to that. Give us a little bit of more context of what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, like you you mentioned, uh, natural discipleship is uh, the, the, a way uh one of the reasons I love natural discipleship is it don't allow you to finish the course, the training. At the process of the training, you started implementing. Uh, like if you started with uh, step one, step two, the next step you are taking should be you find somebody to disciple. So you find out that before you end the ninth step, maybe your disciple will be at steps uh, four or step five whilst you are ending the ninth step. So, and you also encourage uh, your disciple, his own disciple, before he ends the ninth step, he too should have a disciple. So you find out that there will be a chain of training pastors. And that chain will not never cut because of how natural discipleship is uh, being operated. And like you mentioned in uh, the book of Matthew 4 verse 19, Jesus said, follow me, I'll make you and make fishers of men. So we look at you follow, you follow, they make you and you become a fisher. So like we don't allow you to say until I know. The little you've received Just follow the trend, do what is needed, and by the time you finish, you are a masterpiece in making the cycle. And today I can tell you I am a masterpiece in making the cycles because it is simple and transferable. So so share with us your downline story. So you have Augustine with your your first disciple and then what he's done. And how are you in 20 different countries? How is this spread? So share that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, whilst I was going through the training with uh, my coach, and he encouraged me to look for a disciple. So like, uh, I always like Jesus told his disciple that... Uh, Wait for me, I'll send the Holy Spirit on that day. So like, I usually pray so that God will send the Holy Spirit to a person that is fat. So like, God sent Augustine to me and I disciple Augustine and Augustine also discipled uh, people. And before he started even discipling people, he connected me with uh, 
over 23 pastors in Kono. I trained those pastors and uh, Augustine to begin to uh, train other people. That's uh, one. Then we started looking at our relationship. Uh, because in natural discipleship, we look at relationship. Uh, I have relationship in, uh, in other countries uh, outside Sierra Leone. So uh, those relationships, some are pastors, some are not. So like uh, I started selling the idea that, uh, why can't you try this uh, step of making disciples? It is simple, it is transferable, and it is, uh, like Augustine said, it is leader leading leaders. When leaders, the leader that is leading is not around, those leaders that he was leading will continue leading. So like the people said, oh, yes, this is a, a nice step. This is a good step. This is a reproducible step. So like they uh, said they are interested. And one of the criteria we look at, if you are interested, we send you the PDF. You print the PDF. If you are willing to print the PDF, that is a sign that you are willing to go through the steps. And, and you are also ready to buy your credit, your data, so that you go through uh, the training online, whether uh, through texting, uh, WhatsApp, or Messenger, or recently Zoom. So like through this method, we use our uh, relational network. Through our relational network outside my country, we are able to reach uh, this 20 countries plus we are talking about. So, so Joffrey, talk a little bit about Matthew 4.19. So follow me and I will make you fishermen. So follow, make, and fisher. So what do those stand for? Yes. Uh, when you talk with leaders about discipleship, there are many, many definitions of what is a disciple. And it's critical to know what a disciple is. Otherwise, how do you know if you've made one? Yeah. Right? So uh, we came across this uh, verse and um, realized that there are three components in, a, in defining a disciple. One is follow me, which is a re relational commitment that I, I will follow you. The second one is I will make you, which is a transformational commitment. In other words, I want you to change my life to be more like you. And the third one is a missional statement, fishers of men. So there are three commitments that define a disciple. Uh, a person who's following Jesus, who's allowing Jesus to transform his life, and he's joining Jesus in his mission. Those fat Christians, faithful, available, teachable, right? Yes. Speak yes. to that. Well, we're, what we are looking for in a disciple, whether it's a pastor or uh, whoever it is, is we want people who are faithful, available, and teachable. Because uh, if they're faithful and teachable, but they're not available, it's not going to work. Or if they're faithful and available, but they're not teachable, it's not going to work. So we're looking for people who are all three of those things because we want exceptional people to become a part of our inter-team. And Jesus modeled that for us, right? He had, he had 12 disciples. And Scripture says they turned the world upside down. Well, they were faithful, available, teachable, with one exception, uh, disciples, right? So uh, we can waste a lot of time with people who are not willing to do what they need to do and so that is kind of a for lack of a better term a way of vetting the people you're going to invest hours and hours with you know something uh Kasim said was that he prayed for the holy spirit to lead to him to somebody and, and i think that's just in an act of obedience but Kasim came to you faithful available teachable he was a pastor he was looking for coaching he had a broken and contrite spirit he wasn't haughty he wasn't uh you know proud man he was basically saying hey i want to learn i want to be more like jesus i want to be obedient in what god is looking for 
And, and I think that's, that's the very key. So when we're praying that God would bring somebody to us to disciple, we want to pray that the Holy Spirit would bring faithful, available, teachable person. We want to bring, bring somebody that is, that God is, um, moving in, that they're, uh, available, that they're ready to receive all that God has to do. So you were, uh, so let's just start this out. So Joffrey, you were available to God saying, God, I have my gift. I have the skill set. I have the tools in natural discipleship. Lord, I'm ready to use it for your glory. God then, as it says in the book of Acts, it says that God adds to the church daily. God then grabbed the hood of Kasim's heart. He then put it on Kasim to do the research. He then brought you, uh, Kasim, to be able to coach because to fulfill your purpose because you're praying for him. And then from there, Kasim does that. And then Augustine does that and so forth. And now we're in 20 countries and, and there's pastors all over the Africa and there's people in all these different thousands probably right would you think thousands of thousands of people that have gone through natural discipleship because they prayed because Kasim prayed that God would move in his heart in the Holy Spirit to find other people and then it naturally spread just try to imagine that my our listeners try to understand that you take one person that God put on your heart or they come to you you're available you're ready to to disciple you're ready to be poured out as a drink offering as the Bible says and God brings somebody into your life you spend time with them. You go through this material. It's very basic. It's very simple. It speaks for itself. You do not have to have a master's degree. You do not have to go to Bible college. You don't need to know any of that. You need to know that you are willing to teach and to be be taught and to walk people through this that they then can teach somebody and they're going to be able to take somebody through where they're leaders of leaders and they're going to continue to keep doing that. You're going to start coaching other people and then all of a sudden it's going to spread. And the Spirit of God says, I want to take your city, whatever that is, Orlando, you know, Vegas, or or you want to take your country, India, Africa, as Kasim's talking about, as Joffrey's talking about. The guy can move radically in this if you just come broken before him. Bob, any thoughts to that? Man, I'm just excited to hear more about the program. I, listening to both of you guys, I got excited about in Matthew 419, and, and maybe, Joffrey, maybe you can... Um, clear this up for me a little bit more, but you gave three points that I heard. It said, you said, follow, make, and fish. Can you speak on the, the make and fish? I mean, the follow I get, can you speak a little, maybe a little more detail on the make and the fish? Yes. Uh, the trend, the, the make is, I will, is he's uh, saying, I will make you. Uh, he doesn't say, I will bless your plan. He says, I will make you, I will give you whatever you need to do my mission. And the last one is his mission. He came to make fishers of men who would make fishers of men and share his love with everybody. So that's that's the three components of his simple uh, definition of what a disciple is. And I think, you know, often um, we don't understand uh, all three of those, and we do our best with what we know. I did that for many, many years. I didn't have very much multiplication, though, uh, hardly hardly any multiplication. And uh, I, th- I think I just I didn't understand exactly what a, a, a disciple was. You go into a factory that makes cell phones. You go to the end of the production line, and there are no cell phones. You know those people are in some other kind of business. You've got to know what your end product is. What are you making? Mm. If mm. you don't, if you don't know what your end product is, you you can be making anything. And <clears throat> I think that lack of clarity in the church has caused uh, many pastors to feel, including me, that I was making disciples, but I had not really clearly defined it, what a disciple is. Jeffrey, you even said the word simple. I think, uh, and listening to you go through those three things again, I'm like, man, that is really simple. And I think too often we, we make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. 
So I'm excited to to hear hear more of what you guys are what you guys are doing. So again, so God says, you know, you're a fisher of men. So we are, uh, we're, 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 t- we're no longer going out fishing our own self. We're not, we're not about making our buck. We're not about doing that. We're about being obedient to what God wants to say, right? So follow is relational. So if God puts something on my heart to follow Jesus, he then brings relationships. He brings the body of Christ in. We build relationships together. So as we're following, we're building relationships. The next part is, God then puts in my heart to to allow to start to be obedient. As I read the word, as I learn the word, as I go through natural discipleship, I start learning about things that change my life. I start allowing the word of God to be transformational, as it says in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that is what's happening. But it started because we're having the relationship. It started because we're walking through this together. And then as God is transforming my life, he then opens my eyes and says, hey, other people need to have this. And so then we fulfill the call of being fishers of men. Other people need to be changed as I have been changed. Other people need to have relationships that are meaningful and impactful as I have had. And so that's where the multiplication comes in. That was the commandment God gave us. And then we become coaches. And so not only do we have a kasim, but then Kasim has an Augustine, and Augustine has all of his people, and then all the other pastors, and now we start pouring and speaking into the masses. And so how many people do you speak into, Kasim, uh, weekly that are that are kind of, I would say, under your downline, I guess, the, the people that you've been speaking? So how many people do you speak into that you're a coach to now that you would say directly? Between over um, 100 pastors, Including leaders. Did you say a hundred? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And um I just want to uh look at Luke for Luke 640. A disciple is not above his master, but perfect as his master. So uh like uh we're looking at follow Meg and Fisher, like Jesus Christ follows uh what God the Father asked him to come on earth. So like when he came, he prayed before he chose his 12. And the 12 follow him, leaving what they were doing. They died to their to self. Some were fishermen, but they lived that, they follow him. And along that period, he was transforming their lives. And when he departed, they abide by his wall and they see that, oh, we are transformed now. How can we transform others? So they move. You find out that after the upper room, Paul, Peter, preached to over 3,000 and the same day, they accepted Christ and we are baptized. Here come the new church, the starting of the new church in Jerusalem as a result of uh, following this uh Matthew 419. I just wanted to add to what uh, Jeffrey said. But like you asked me, uh, I have coached over 100 people, both those that I have coached and those that I'm coaching present. So that's kind of what we're, that leads us into our video that we're going to watch. So there's going to be a, a four minute clip or so of a video of you, Kasim, talking about coaching, but how you led into that, how you started with prayer. And so let's just watch that. And then when it comes back, we're going to talk about that a little bit here in a second. Talk to us for a minute about building a leadership team. I know you have had a, a uh, good experience in building, beginning to build yours. Uh, talk to us about uh, how that team uh, started and is developing. Yeah, I uh, want to thank God for yet another uh, day of leadership training, part two. We see step two, how to build uh, a leadership team. Uh, of course, uh, we want to follow the leadership of Paul with Timothy in the book of Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Yeah, how uh, to build a leadership. Uh, like Paul told Timothy that uh, what he is hearing him 
uh, see before crowd. Uh, he wants him to pass that to faithful men who will also pass it on to others. So like in doing this, uh, informing the, my leadership team, I always, uh, first of all, pray for God's direction because we are looking for faithful men that will also pass on what they are learning to others. So like I, I pray for the spirit of God to lead me to who is faithful, not how many, but how well and who can multiply. So like I looked for somebody that I know if I invest my time, I transfer the knowledge I have from to him, he will also be able to transfer that to other people uh, who are going also to transfer it. So uh, I, I look at multiplication according to the book, not addition, multiplication. Mm. And in doing that, uh, you may start with one person, but if that person is uh, a faithful person, uh, uh, we look at fat here, faithful and also available, and also available and teachable, uh, then like you said the last time, if somebody is available and not teachable, he can't be a fat person. If somebody is faithful and he is not available, he can't be a fat person. And one of the person that I was working with and I am working with is uh, Augustine. Augustine, there is no time you want to see him. There is no time you want to talk with him that we say he is not available. Or there is no time you want to share something with him. You will say, no, I know. There is no need to share this with me. Mm. So that is short a person. And I can tell you honestly, I have been working with people but Augustine is the best person I have ever worked with. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. He's the best person I have ever worked with. And mm. most of my success is through him. Sometimes he connects me with people that I never knew before. He has a crowd. And uh, with him, we have trained a lot of pastors. Like the Connor trip we went, we are within over 23 pastors. It's as a result of Augustine. Those are his connections. They are not mine. But you find out that God connected me with him alone. And since he's faithful, he's available and he's teachable, now we are boasting of a lot of pastors going through natural discipleship and a lot of others that have gone through natural discipleship. So like how I made it is through God directed me to somebody that is fat. He alone, today we are boast of having a lot of pastors, a lot of team, uh, people who are in our team who are also multiplying. We are even on to the fourth generation. So the last part there that you said, Kasim, is that you're on the fourth generation. I think it's actually a five, fifth generation, right, Joffrey? Yeah, I think so now. Yeah. And it's uh, you were talking about what, what I loved, again, you said fat Christian, is is you started it with praying, praying that God would bring an August, Augusta to you. And, and, you know, as a follower of Christ, it's so important that we understand that it's not about our efforts. It's about Christ and what he's going to do. We are just to be obedient and to be still in his presence and available to him and to willingness to adjust our life to do whatever that is that he is asking of us. And so, Kasim, any thoughts on that video or anything you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, like um, in uh, is it, uh, Luke 6.44 or Luke 4.66, Jesus said, uh, nobody can come to him ex except the Father brought him near, and he will raise him up. And again, in John 17, 20, uh, the, Jesus said, I am not only praying for you, 
but I'm also praying for those that has to know me. So it's like normally we believers are saying that Jesus Christ is our intercessor, is in heaven praying for us. But if you look at this scripture, he is not only praying for us that has accepted him, he's also praying for those that has to know him. So oh. in discipleship, prayer is, is key. Prayer is very important because if you don't pray, you can jump into anybody and your movement will not move forward if you meet somebody that is not fat. And in going, don't say, oh, this person will not accept. This person will not uh, do what is required. Hence, the spirit of God has led you to the person. Just do yours and what the, the balance God will do that. So, <clears throat> so Joffrey, speak mm -hmm. into why, why would somebody do this go ahead and speak to that there's the foundation of natural discipleship is two things that the bible teaches that are critical and one of them is the great commandment jesus said there are two things love me and love others that was his purpose and often we we try to find our purpose for life and ask him to bless it instead of joining him in his purpose, which is what he wants, right? We need to have the same purpose he does, and the purpose is love, and to love him and to love others. The th second thing is the great commission or great commission. Jesus wants us to join him in his mission to love the world, to reach the world. And uh, the best way to do that is by obeying the Great Commission in Matthew 28 that says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. The verb in that passage is make disciples. And so what he is saying is that the best way you can love people is find those who are faithful, available, and teachable, and help them become a disciple who makes disciples. So that those two things are the why that I do this. That's what gets me up out of the bed every morning, mm -hmm. is knowing, you know, God, God has commanded me to love people as part of my purpose. And the, from the time I wake up till I put my head on the pillow at night, I, my purpose is to love everybody he brings across my path. That's that's my purpose for living. Mm. And that's the why for me is why should I do it? Because God commanded. He didn't suggest this. He commanded it mm. of every believer. So we don't get to just choose if we want to do this or not, if we're going to be obedient uh, and truly be a disciple of Jesus we, we have to obey what he's commanded us to do. Bob, you have something to say with that? Yeah, Pete, two things jumped out at me on that video that uh, I wanted to share. First, Kasim has shared um, lead with prayer, like just lead with prayer. And something else that he said that I don't think I'd ever caught before. He said, it's not about addition. It's about multiplication. I just thought that was beautiful. I mean, and you talk about, you know, it's just that's your everyday life, whether you're in business or, you know, whatever. It's that, that should be the goal, the multiplication, not addition. So I just thought that was amazing. Really good stuff. It's like it's going into, you know, here, here he is four or five generations down. And, you know, we're talking about thousands of people. And as what Joffrey was saying is talking about loving the people because God first loved you. And because God so changed your life, it's a natural outpouring of what you're going to do in other people's lives. And as God is moving in you, you want to be able to share that goodness with other people. You want to be able to be transformational. You want to be able to be relational. You want to be able to be missional. And so you have this 
uh, calling each person. So whoever's listening to this, you have a calling in your life to be a great multiplier. Jesus made disciples. Those disciples made other disciples and they led and each one was a coach and they led and they led. And as Kasim was is been teaching us or showing us through this, is that should be our main goal in life. And so if that is not our main goal, we need to pray, God, why is that not my main goal? I pray that you would change that in me to make that my main purpose in life. Because that is what Jesus says in context through the whole, all of the gospel. And natural discipleship is a tool that you can use that can easily take people through the foundational pieces of what God is saying in his word to help bring to life all the all the questions all the all the the you know the hurts the hang-ups all the past whatever it helps bring to light all of that and sets people free and it helps create a pathway for them to grow spiritually but more than anything else to help disciple other people so they too can find this freedom joffrey yes uh accountability is a piece that is missing in most discipleship strategies. Yeah. Uh, Sim did this because we developed a process, a nine-step process, and we built accountability into each step. So we didn't say, wait till you finish the course and then go see if you can find someone to disciple, which is what a lot of discipleship programs yeah. do. We said uh, the first lesson was we talk about spiritual things. The second lesson we talk about how how to find a disciple. Invest in relationships. Investing in relationships. And then the third one is how to pray biblically for the right disciple. And so literally we take the six first first six steps of natural discipleship to train uh, to help a person Find somebody and get started. Kasim had, by the time we got to the third step, he had three disciples. He had found Augustine. He was coaching one other person and one lost Muslim friend of his. And so he didn't wait until step nine to start. He started immediately. Now, a lot of people would say, well, you, you can't do that because they're not mature enough. They don't, they don't know all the biblical answers. Well, they know a few that most people don't know. Most Christians don't know. You know, they know how to get started and find somebody, right? So all they have to do is be one step ahead. Just yes. do it. Be obey what you know to do, and do it. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Yeah. So basically, it's like you know we're uh, so we're on step two. So you're teaching step one to your disciple. You're on step three with your disciple. So you're teaching step two. You're on step four, and all you're doing is just sharing what you've learned from your disciple. It's that simple. And you're in as you ask the questions from your disciple. If your disciple, the person that's discipling you, doesn't know, well, they're going to have an upline or somebody that's going to connected with them. And if they need to get a hold of us, they get a hold of us, and we can help walk people through what they need to know. But there's always going to be accountability. There's always going to be uh, that prerequisite that if you're going to choose the covenant that you're going to make with me to do natural discipleship is that you in return are immediately after step three are going to disciple somebody else. That is the commitment that we're making together. And then when you disciple those people, you're encouraging them that if they're going to disciple somebody else, they too need to make that covenant with them and that they hold them accountable to that. And if they don't, then they stop meeting with them. They start, they stop the relationship standpoint because they're just not ready. They're not faithful. They're not available and they're not teachable. And so it, it's all built in. It's it's there. But but the results of that, as, as we're talking with Kasim, the results can be five generations down in two years with thousands of people discipled and hundreds of pastors that are discipled and they're spreading the gospel around Africa. That is the results we're talking about, people. That's what we're talking about. We're not, we're, yes, you're doing your part, one-on-one -on -one discipleship and relationship with your part, but why just stop with one? Go to two, go to three, go to four. May your whole life be about discipling the next person. 
May Amen. there be that accountability in place. Natural discipleship allows you to do that. The Great Commission says go, make disciples. The literal translation of the word go is as you are going, as a way of life. It's like you don't have to go out and kill yourself to find <laughs> disciples. Just watch the people that you're meeting every day and know how to ask them and challenge them. By the way, that's the fourth step in our, in our plan is to teach you how do you start a con spiritual conversation? How do you ask somebody to be a disciple? I'm fascinated. I, I, I want to hear steps five through nine, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's go into this. So here's Kasim talking about Augusta, or Augusta and how he single-handedly was like transformation. I have I have a testimony to this. We'll talk about this a little later of stuff, something that's happened like this to me. But let's go ahead and hear directly from him. And, and today, let's just set this up. So he's going to be talking about Augusta is going to be talking about uh, loving people. And so uh, let's do that. I mean, it's one of the main things. If we're going to love people, then people are going to be attracted to us to want to be able to sit down with us, to talk with us. So let's go ahead and hear Augusta and him talking about loving people. Augustine, still with us, Augustine? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. been with you all this time. Okay, I, I want to, uh, we have a shared with you, you're Kasim's uh, first uh, disciple in natural discipleship. Tell us about your team and uh, what God is doing there in, in Sierra Leone. Yeah, first of all, I want to say thanks to you and all, all other brothers that have been into this great movement. Um, yeah, as Kasim was saying earlier, God has been doing amazing things. One of the things that uh, has helped us in building the team is love. You know, you cannot uh, build people that you don't love. You first of all, have to love. Mm. And in building a team, you start with yourself. You start by building yourself. And when you build yourself, you can build a team. I normally tell people that uh, when you are discipling people, you should not disciple them to follow you. You should disciple them to lead as you are leading. So that when you die as a leader, you leave leaders behind you. But when you just disciple people as followers, when you die, they will follow you to the grave. So the movement will also die. So that is one of the things we should always have in mind. That we, we decide people to be leaders. So as you were saying about our team in Sierra Leone, as Kasim mentioned earlier, I think he started it with love and also with humility, humbleness. So discipling me in such a way, I had to take that as a means of me discipling others. So now the people I'm discipling and they are they too are discipling others. We are operating as leaders, leading leaders. So what I see about discipleship is leaders leading leaders. That should be our motive. That should be the thing that we should have in us. That we're not just leading people to be just followers. Because what I understand, there are times people, when you lead them to be followers, after you are not there, what you want them to do, they will not do it. Because they will always see themselves that they are following you. And they will go back. And you see Jesus, he tried to let the disciple understand that. That he lead them to be leaders, not followers. That is why when he died and resurrected, you find out that the disciple, they walk away. Peter, he went back to the fishing. And Jesus came back and tried to remind him so that he will understand that he is a leader. He said to him, do you love me, Peter? I think he asked Peter about three times. Because Peter did not understand where Jesus was carrying him. Because he never discipled them to be just followers. But he discipled them to be leaders. So that is one of the things I think we have been doing in Sierra Leone. Through the help of God, through you and Kasim. Kasim has been training us as leaders, not just followers. And myself and the disciples we are working with, uh, are, we are, I'm training them as leaders. So whenever I'm not around, they will take up 
the movement. So the movement will never stop. And that's how we have been operating. And by the grace of God, almost in almost all, all of the districts, we have been having leaders, discipleship leaders that are training others, as Kasim Menzo earlier. And we are trusting God, as you said. One of the things that is also very important in building up leaders is prayer, which I think has been also been helping us. So because of time, and we have a limited time, I would just want to let us understand that in building leaders, we have to realize that our disciples should be like leaders. They should lead like leaders. We should lead them to be leaders. So what I see about discipleship is leading leaders. So when you are leading leaders, then the movement will keep on going and there will be multiplication. Because as a leader, I know that I don't have to be sitting, waiting to waiting to for my leaders to tell me do this. No. I have to do it. And upon doing it, I will now tell my leader, I'm doing it. And this is what I need from you. So by then, the leader will now know that, oh, this man is doing greater things. So I think that is what we should be doing if we are to build leaders. We should realize that we are leading leaders and not leading just an ordinary followers who will not think of leading when you are not around. So if I got this right, as he said it a thousand times, I mean, it, it stuck to me. We are leading leaders. And so we are leaders leading leaders. And, and Jesus has called each and every one of us to be a leader that leads other people in Christ. And so that is what multiplication, that is a disciple, is someone that is faithfully following Jesus, but by leading other people to faithfully follow Jesus. Joffrey? The idea of leading followers is what I lived with most of my ministry life. You know, just just working with a person and and encouraging them to do what I do and not thinking about the, the potential of them being a leader quickly mm. at all. Mm. Just go through this discipleship Bible study with me and then hope that they do it. Mm. You know, that's uh, or assume they do it. That's a bad assumption. Mm. You know, uh, Jesus held his disciples accountable. And in, in every step of natural discipleship, we have an assignment. And the next week, we follow it up and mm. ask if they did it. We want doers of the word, not hearers only. And if they have not done it, then they are not a teachable. They're not available. And so then we'll give them maybe one or two times, you know, and say, you know, we understand that happens. That's life. But there becomes a pattern. And if that pattern is there, then it's not worth our time to to spend. We're going to say, OK, we understand when you have time, when you're available, um, then contact me again and we'll pick back up. But it's very it's very key to understand that there's going to be people that are going to do that. You're going to start with them. You're going to start going through this natural discipleship and working with people. And then after two or three times, they're not going to be doing the work. They're going to be dropping off. Well, they're not available. They're not teachable at that time. And so you need to nicely just say, hey, when when things change in your life, and when you're, you know, come back, talk to me and we can walk through this. Um, but as you're also praying for them that the Spirit of God would be moving in them and that you can find your your Kasim, you can find your Augusta, Augustine in your life and, and so forth. But speak to how this whole process works there, Joffrey. Sure, yeah. I've had people that uh, had very good reasons for not being able to continue and um, or I could tell that they were distracted by some other things that were happening in their life. And I didn't ever feel bad about, you know, them not being able to continue. But I just felt, you know, you need to be able to give focus to whatever it is that you're trying to focus on. And maybe the timing isn't right for you. And we can do this later. So there's a gracious way yes. to tell them, you know, instead of yes. saying, you're not teachable. <laughs> no, don't <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> So what's that, the process real quick? How do, what, okay. what happens? So the process is that you get together once a week. You, you, first of all, you give them an assignment. 
to read and answer the questions on that step and be prepared to discuss it when you get together the next time. Next time you get together, we usually spend about an hour together. We uh, take turns reading what's in the, the uh, manual up to a question. We, so it's interactive. It's not me doing all the talking. Right. Read up to a question, then we, talk, we have them share their answer, and we talk about it. It's, so it's relational. Yeah. It's a conversation, not a presentation. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. Kasim, is that what you do? Is there anything you want to add to that, how you do it, the process that you use? <laughs> the process I went through with him, uh, after having the manual, he asks you, uh, read ahead, and I, I will read, then... When we meet together, we discuss. Uh, we are there is difficulty, he explained, for me to get more understanding since he is the masterpiece in it. So, like, so we go through. And like he was saying, you find out that uh, at step three, he asks you to implement. And if you are not a fat person, it means much time is not going to be spent on you because definitely they are not, you will not finish the ninth step. Because sometimes some training, people finish the entire training and at the end of the day, they are not going to implement. But you identify somebody that is not fat at the initial point. If you give the person assignment and he don't do that, one, two, encourage him, he don't, you already know that this person is not a fat person. So you can just ask him or her to, uh, when he's ready, and you pray for him, and you'll be checking him to see when he's ready. Because we don't, we don't just leave the person out uh, totally because he's not, maybe there'll be a time that whilst you are praying for him or her, uh, there'll be a time that he's ready now to be a fat person then you can go through the training. And uh, like Augustine said, in terms of uh, leading with love, uh, you find out that uh, the great uh, commission uh, in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40, you, you, you see certain things that Jesus highlighted there. He was talking about preaching. He was talking about healing the sick. He was talking about gathering the weary and those that have been scattered. He went to seek for them and save them. All is about because he loves humanity. He's seen a scattered generation. He's seen a, a wayward generation, a generation that has no hope. So like Jesus seeing that, he has compassion and uh, he came down and he started rescuing these people. Uh, so as a result, he, he, he told his uh, disciple that they should go and do the same. They should have love for God first, because if I love God, I will obey his commandments in Matthew 28, verse uh, 18 and 19 and 20. But if I don't love God, I will not obey his commands. That's the first thing. The second I love others that are that have gone astray, that are in darkness. So seeing my brother is in, in, in darkness, is has gone astray, with the love I have for him, I will go to rescue him. So, like that's the thing, everybody that is hearing us that you should know. And Luke 19:10, Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. That's the love to seek. Look for the lost and save them. So if you want to follow his footstep, if you want to join him, you want to uh, make him happy, you have to follow the step. Go and seek the lost. Save them from wherever darkness they are. And that's exactly what we are following in natural discipleship. Wow. Man, I, you couldn't say that any better. And that just pierced my heart, Kasim, as you were speaking. You know, I was once that person that was lost. And I was once that person that was in despair. 
and God in his grace and his mercy showed me compassion and he poured out his spirit and his love upon me and my life and that changed me and and, and there's there's so many people that are listening to this show or that are in the world today that are in our sphere of influence that are in pain that are lost that are hurting that need the compassion and love of christ in their life they are desperately seeking it and they and they desire it and want it and if you're listening today and 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 you want that or you've heard Kasim's um, testimony, have you heard Pastor Joffrey's testimony, or you heard Bob or my testimony, and God spoke to your heart and and he's he's asking you to repent of your sins or he's asking you to uh, to be obedient and to fulfill the call that God has in each of our lives to to share the gospel with other people, to disciple them, to, to share God's truth so that they too can be set free, so that they too can learn to, to have God's compassion and love and grace come upon their lives. You can do that now. You can just humble your heart now and you could just pray and say, God, it's, please forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of, of the path that I've chosen in my life. Lord, I want to choose you now. I want to surrender my life to you. I want to turn my back to the things of the world. I want to humbly follow you the rest of my life. And I want to be discipled, God. I want you to, to bring into my life someone that can help disciple me, to help, help me learn the foundational truths I need to be able to live this life greater and victory for you. And Lord, bring into my life also somebody that can I can disciple, that I can share God your truth to. And so if that's you and this is your prayer and you're you're crying out, Lord, we would love to to hear from you. I we, you know, this show we almost like need, you know, multiple shows because we barely kind of scratched the surface. And so I think we're gonna have to do this again. Um, and we will in the future. But if you're listening to this and you want to get a hold of natural discipleship or you want to be discipled. Uh, Joffrey has availability and also maybe Kasim and some other uh, pastors that are maybe in Africa might be able to um, walk through this with you and disciple you and go through natural discipleship. And if that's you, we would love to hear from you. I would love for you to call, reach out to us, call us, um, email us at go, you know, at info at riotpodcast.co. Uh, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, uh, wherever you can, you can type in saying, I want to be discipled. Um, we will collect your information, get you in contact with Joffrey or one of his team um, that you can, or even one of us, Bob or myself, even if we uh, have availability to be able to do that, to, to walk through this with you and um, and get you that night of discipleship. If you're a church and you're listening to this and you're a pastor out there and you're saying, hey, I want this for my church, I want to start this right away, reach out to us the same way. Um, you can give us a call. What That number is what, Bob? 407-377-7912, uh, Pete. 407-377-7912. Reach out to us if you're a pastor and you're a church, and we would love to get this material to you and, and talk with you. Uh, I can get you in contact with Joffrey or myself, and uh, we can do this. Um, Joffrey, any other thoughts, last thoughts to this? I just like to say to any pastors that are listening that we have three levels of training. We have this basic level. We have a whole level of building a team of spiritual leaders or pastors to be uh, help them build their own team through whom they can multiply in their church. So uh, it's that's the second level. The third level is how to create a movement. When you develop a leadership team and start seeing them multiply like like Kasim and Augustine are, they're literally developing a movement. And they're reaching not only Sierra Leone, but other they're, they're leading pastors in other countries because of technology. So our goal is to reach all 54 countries in Africa. And we believe that's possible. We're, work, we're seriously working for it. We have 10 national leaders now. We're in over 20 countries, 23 countries. 
and where pastors are at some stage of going through natural discipleship. So it can happen for you too. And it's not just pastors. So if you're listening to this and you're not a pastor and you want to create a movement, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm telling you the way that natural discipleship is set up, it's, it naturally creates a movement. It's not, and again, it's not anything that you're doing, but being obedient to what Jesus is asking you to do through prayer, through fasting, through going through this, through, through seeking what God is asking of you in your life, your the movement can naturally happen. I don't think Kasim was thinking, Hey, I'm going to have this movement happen. He was just being faithful, available and teachable. And then God then started bringing, brought Augusta, Augustine and brought other people into him and, and Joffrey, same thing. He didn't expect this. God just did this and he could do the same thing in your life. If you're listening to this and you're excited about this and you want to get started on this, reach out to us because we can we can help get you the tools necessary and get you discipled so that this movement can happen in your life. Kasim, any last thoughts? Yeah, uh, we just want to appeal to everybody that is hearing us that uh, one of the, the greatest uh, thing you can do in life is bringing people to God. Uh, is the greatest thing ever, ever, ever in, in life. There are people that need Christ. And you will be one of the people that will go for them and bring them. Mm. If only you are obedient to the commands of Christ. Mm. I encourage you to get in church so that you go through these nine steps and your movement will start. Thank you. So exciting. Mm. Bob, close this out. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Man, what, a, what an amazing show. Thank you, Kasim. Thank you, Joffrey. And uh, if you guys have more questions or you want more information, you can always reach out to us um, at our website, <coughs> excuse me, at riotpodcast.co. You can also go to our Facebook page and either comment there or you can use the direct messenger function on Facebook and just ask your questions there. Yeah. And then I would ask that uh, whether you're listening to this uh, podcast or you're watching this podcast on YouTube, that share it. You know, yeah. just uh, it's that multiplication thing, right? So share it. There's people that need to hear this information, and uh, you could be a tool by the uh, used by the Holy Spirit just by doing something simple like that. Simple way to get started. But if you if you want more information on any of any of this, just reach out to us. We'd love to give it to you. And the and the way you can do that again is uh, Facebook uh, comments on our social media, or just send us an email at info at riotpodcast.co. And uh, man, what an amazing show. Thank you guys. It's been a, a just, I've just been blessed listening to, uh, just listening to you guys speak, listen to your testimonies. It's really touched my heart and I pray that, and I'm sure that it's done the same to our listeners. So yeah. thank you guys. God bless you. God bless everybody. Thank you for inviting us. This has been the Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of the Riot Podcast.